0: My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob
1: and Zip. <laughs> you owe me, homie. I guess. <laughs> um, Good no. Luck with so that. last night,
2: um, the usually more reserved on politics, uh, Bob, Spike, and Joe show. Yes. Joe was just went off. Oh, well, about President Trump, and in in a way, it, it, very uh, untypical of him. Yeah. But. It, but I get it, though. But he said that based on that press conference, he was like, how any reasonable person? And I was like, well, I, I don't know any reasonable people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was over the top. So. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't really make the evening news today. No. Um, because, I and I said that to him, I said, well, it's just kind of a World Wrestling Federation, you know show the presidency yeah. right now I and mean, look at what's really happening and the people yeah. who are voting republican they just don't want democrats in control they don't really right. care you know who's the the, the reality tv show star because the president right. is now a reality it's it is a reality tv show yeah and it's a damn good one
1: and it looked like it though yeah, yeah. but i mean in terms of reality tv it's really well done in terms of the, yeah. everything else. I was going to say policy, not so much. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, I mean, if you're liberal, you don't like it. If you're conservative, you're happy that liberals aren't in charge. So I think that a lot of conservatives are pissed, too, though. I really do. Yeah, well, that's what, that's, we'll see.
0: I yeah, mean, I've heard will. this
2: so many times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as a recovering alcoholic, there's a, there's a phrase that I like to repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's this—the definition of insanity. Zip can join in if he wants to, but is doing, doing, the, same doing the same thing over and over, and expecting a different different results. results. Yes, and so I've um, proven that to be correct many, many <laughs> times. Man, <me> too. <laughs> so I, you know, I just my whole my whole rap on the world right now is well, our first job is to get people to l- like each other, yeah, and then not not be like angry all the time. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to repeat that because that was, was Good last that.
1: Shut up, Bob! I'm talking to Zip. I already got a
2: complaint <laughs> call, a complaint letter, email. Really? And of course, they email me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what was what it? Was the, uh, what was the? What oh, was the? Oh, it's like
2: if you guys are going to talk about politics, let me know ahead of time so I don't waste my time listening.
3: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Remember, Remember
2: too. the whole thing was that if you're not a professional politician, you don't have any right to talk about politics. That's you're right. in show business, not politics, so quit talking about politics. And my reality television show president.
3: You know, maybe this that's what. Nice. Maybe that's every time Trump comes on TV. Perhaps there should be a little, you know, for display purposes only, <laughs> for entertainment <laughs> well, purposes only. Well, yeah. Wikipedia is basically doing that, actually,
1: in spots. What do you mean? I mean, I looked up his command, his admiral that he had at his side yesterday, and there was big banners all over the posting for his bio, not from an official source. Yada yada yada. This cannot be, you know, to, yeah. to do please... Yeah, go to a credited so, source. All right,
2: I'm, I hesitate to ask this, but so what did I miss in the press conference yesterday? Zip. I, <laughs> I didn't see any of it, nothing. Did you see it? Pretend I'm a five-year-old, too. Make uh-huh. it sound nice and not too scary from the big man.
3: Well, are we referring to uh, what happened today, the, the Senate uh, no. inquiry? No. No, We're talking no we about it. Fauci was
2: super polite. He was like, Well, if we open... Well, you could do Fauci. Listen,
1: Mr. Rand Paul, named after (laughs) Ayn Rand. I realize you don't care about the collective good. That's fine. But, you know, as far as knowledge goes, don't speculate. Don't give me advice. Shut the hell up. Um, That was my inside voice, Bob.
2: Yeah. But on the outside, he was really calm. He basically said, you know, uh, if we open up too early, we could have some, you know... He didn't say disaster. He said serious it it could be serious
3: i got to no. say i was really heartened by that the fact that number one people weren't yelling and talking over one another right and for the most part, they paid attention to the amount of time they were allotted and, and shut up when they were done. You know what I mean? It was I think really, the entire like, government wow, should be run this, on yes.
2: Zoom from now on. I <laughs> <laughs> Think the Zoom cost
3: savings is. alone, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Tear down dollar. Washington. Just That's do it the number
1: home. one austerity measure we should implement if there's a new administration. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before we got started today, I was
2: listening to... Um, Female Led Zeppelin tribute bands. Oh, we have one in Detroit. Oh, Thank Zeppelin. you so much, you guys. You guys are
0: awesome. Thank you so much for having
2: us. And this band—I don't know—someone posted it on Facebook, and the the title of the band caught my attention. And it's—it you know—it's a primitive recording on a cell phone, but you get the idea.
1: <laughs> Let's see if she can sing.
2: Maybe not so much, yeah, but is it uh, is that Les Zeppelin? By that's any Les Zeppelin. Yes,
1: I've seen them live. You have seen them live. I have twice, and really, um, fun to look at. Uh, you know what? Some are some. some there's one that we, my buddy Dave and I, who I went to see them with, we were trying to speculate for just because not that there's anything wrong with it, but whether she began as a girl or not. Oh. Or or whether she was a ringer. Do you know what I mean? Oh, she might be a a he she. Well, well, what do you call it? A trans. Uh,
0: Transgender. A trans, yeah. yeah.
1: I think she was trans. Get with
2: it, Bob. Get with it. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I I know what it is. Uh, Yeah. We had one on our radio show once, and um, it was a very beautiful, beautiful uh, looking woman. And I, (laughs) hey, I don't care what you want to be. No, I I think every day is Halloween, whatever you, it is for me, Bob. Yeah. But um, anyway, she
3: said, uh, you know, she told us. Oh, you're a big fan of Cracker Jack box relationships. Is that what that is? Is that what they call it? Oh. <laughs> no, I just made it up. When you oh, open well, it up, know, there might be a prize inside that you're not <laughs>
1: expecting. <laughs> well, that well, was well, the reference. Anyway, so I,
2: I had this uh, gal on and she was backstage pass guest and she let yeah. us know that she was trans after, and and I think she wanted to see the us reality. be fooled for several right. hours because, you know, mm-hmm. we were polite and, um, and and we're nice guys and, then towards the end of the show she said there's something I ought to tell you you know that I originally was a man and we're like
1: no way
2: <laughs> <laughs> she said what? yeah and I and I so I'm like wow did you do you have uh, d- did you have an operation she said no I still have my twig and berries twig and berries <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so and she's I not thought, full full trip, full up no no but I'm like that phrase twig and berries never left me that was a British. That's a British thing.
1: Is it? Yeah, totally. In okay. fact, uh, Austin, Tower, Austin Powers. Austin Towers. <laughs> sounds like a luxury <laughs> place for old, broke-down movie stars. Austin Powers uh, used that in his uh, series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so oh, anyway, wow. it turns out there's all kinds
2: of female Led Zeppelin tribute bands. Mm-hmm. There's Les Zeppelin. They're great. Lady Zepp, Zepparella, <laughs> and. Well, there's a, there's an ACDC one, Thund Her Struck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not, do you remember Mad Magazine? Doesn't that sound like one of their there's things? There's
2: an Aussie tribute called War Pigs. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's Samantha Fish doing that. You know who Samantha Fish is? Samantha Fish. Great blues know. singer-guitarist. She's actually, she's amazing. Now, you're going to hear this in mono, but I'll play it for you seen her on a blues cruise. Do you remember we, people used to go on boats <laughs>
0: and
1: watch bands? The I came ghetto. over I on one, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back. <Zach. laughs> just, just like witches at
0: Black Masses Minds apply destruction Sorcerers of Desconstruction
2: all right. Anyway. Uh, Suddenly <laughs> I'm 12. So you could see why I haven't seen press conferences lately.
1: <laughs> yes, because you have a life.
2: <laughs> well, I've decided to take a break from yeah. what is a really annoying television series, and I'm not sure why I keep watching it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like a car wreck. You can't look away. Yeah.
2: Only it's like a car wreck if the same car wreck were on every night. <laughs> That's called a derby mop. And, it's the same, and, and you were like, well, let's get in the car and go see the car wreck again.
0: It's like,
2: nah. In fact, halfway through the evening news, I looked at Lisa and I went, they just used you know, the phrase social distancing for like the 800th time. There's nothing yeah. new here. No. Yeah. Oh, there's well, so many, by the way, so many female Classic Rock Tribune the bands. Programs, uh, yeah. The Iron Maidens.
3: Yeah, have you have you noticed though in general like even the voice last night uh the production value of the at-home broadcasts are getting much better yes across the board pretty much all
2: of them because people are watching it and who work in the lighting department and they're like lighting please and then the makeup people are like please can i just do a video and show her how to to show kelly ripa how to put the makeup on (laughs) and um even uh rachel ray do you ever watch rachel ray not a fair, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I I find her charming somehow. Hmm. Uh. I, find her, I find her loud. <laughs> well, but I yeah. I mean
1: uh, you know she's just relatable to everybody and she's yeah. non-threatening and I can mm, see where it goes. She works her really her ass off and you know. C- can I can I ask you one thing though? Yeah. If you are if you're making your money cooking pe- food for people, do you really want to put out a line of dog food with your name on? it? Does she have dog food? Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's right. That's the ad when I remember that spot. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. It's yeah, delicious, something the like Nutrition
1: yes. or whatever no it's kidding. called. Yeah. Well, nothing yeah. wrong with it. I mean, it seems antithetic. It seems, it seems, I don't know, it seems a bad idea. It seems a sad contrast when you're cooking food <laughs> to be selling dog food. Because I'm not going to have one of her casseroles after that. Oh. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, if she might be cheaping out, you know, if she's got to extend the mix for a few extra guests, she might just throw in an extra can of Alvaro in that special secret mix. <laughs> there's something about your
2: casserole, your meatloaf has that, mm, je ne sais quoi, I can't figure out what it is. It must be the flavor of the bone marrow. And funny funny about that, because I'm now in charge of buying cat food for our cat. Uh huh. And I don't really, like, you can't have a conversation with a cat. So how is the liver and onions? You know, (laughs) how about the salmon chicken mix? Did you like that? And and so I don't know. So I look for whatever's on sale. But then while I'm looking at stuff that's on sale and zip, you buy food for pets too, I think it's almost like when I buy wine for my wife, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't drink anymore. So I just, I go, well, I don't want something too cheap. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'll Jeez,
1: tell you my wife so, after all. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you what is not cheap uh, much like the human version is pet pharmaceuticals like Dave, oh, yeah. our, Crazy uh, one of movie. our rescues gets Apoquel, right? Which is a it's it's really a wonder drug for dog allergies. I mean, he is miserable. Okay. If he doesn't take it. I mean, literally like you can't even it's 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 horrific to watch, right. uh, but it is pricey.
2: Now, do you get him doggy valium and give him to Genie? Because I've heard that the dog <laughs> is the same. <laughs> no, I heard it's the same valium, right? Well, it's you true know, you that, know, that a
1: lot I of don't times don't it is.
3: Yeah, you know, it's like but, trank
1: uh, horse trank. You know, then the kids found
3: out that it was at the. You know, the, it's the, uh, funny, uh, but people people will cut cut corners on their own medical well being, and, and yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: And that's why they can charge what they do, because people do have that love for the pet, sometimes more so than their kids, I think. And they know that it can command that kind of money. So they- Well, it's an-
3: You get to a situation, and we've been through it, uh, I think going on three times now, you know, facing a incredibly expensive surgery- For a dog. Mm -hmm. For a dog, you know, especially the hip stuff, you know, we've had German Mm -hmm. Shepherds and- uh, you know to try to you know draw that well how long you know is it quality of life how long is he going to live right 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 am i going to get my investment back on this dog for a couple of years it's terrible but But it's an awful
2: situation we spend a ton of money when they're terminal yeah so did you buy it what was it
3: uh, well, uh, one was, uh, yeah, a, a hipster. We had him in physical therapy, uh, Spencer, in physical therapy for the longest time because the gal kept saying, you know, if you keep him, in, he got in one of those water tank things, you know, uh, for exercise. Oh, because they had it, to swim. Yeah. You, it, so and do it's dogs just, hate physical
2: therapy as much as you and I do? I suspect they do. <laughs>
3: This was more successful. (laughs) Can you imagine Zip if they just threw you in a tank? It's heartbreaking. Well, and it's heartbreaking (laughs) Mm. to watch him. You know, you know, should be kind of you know manipulating his limbs, and he's he's looking at you. It's that's awful. It's awful. So uh, what was? I got to know how much. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'd have to ask Jeannie. There's a couple of them, but they were in the thousands easy. Okay. You have uh, to ask the, Jeannie the to think? Really? The <laughs> thing was like, no, no, 30... I think it was 30... 3,200? Right, I think
2: we have I mean... Wow. Our yeah. Beagle, Um, we spent $7,000 for
3: surgery once. My, my, my. That wasn't the one to silence him, was it? <laughs> no, that's cheap. <laughs> I, I don't know what that costs. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: and we, pu- uh, we put... Uh, we've had... Um, a couple of beagles, but the one that, you know, the expensive surgery, you know, it's been our dog forever mm-hmm. and it was, um, yeah, it was, was that, it was, the dog was young enough. So, you know, we had the dog for another seven mm-hmm. or eight years, probably. So I guess. it was quantitative. Yeah. Yeah. But then the, later the dog got to be, you know, very, very, uh, lots of health problems. Mm-hmm and looked pretty unhappy and couldn't really walk and keep up with us anymore and you know didn't have a quality of life
3: and didn't. but it's brutal to try to make that decision you know, I'm, I'm i'm assessing said. your quality of life it'll be yeah. my decision you know it's awful
1: yeah. yeah,
2: lift I've your been, paw. Man, yeah. Lift your right paw for yes. Your left paw for not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See,
1: I, even I have on my license a, a do not DNR. It's like, look, yeah. if I'm if I'm brain dead, just just you know. You do have me. that. Yeah, I do. I don't believe in. I believe in qualitative over quantitative. I really do. I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Yeah, Lisa made Ever. the decision, and uh, I couldn't even go. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I that I, I had that with my Scotty dog, and it, boy, oh, boy, it's the toughest day of my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, no doubt. The worst. Yeah. The but worst. what's worse than
2: uh, uh, having that dilemma with dogs? Well, how about grandma and grandpa? And worse than that.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. man. There was that's, ar- the si- that's the side of this whole COVID-19 thing. that. Oh, my God. Man, I better better, a bunch
2: you know, of uh, 90-something-year-olds yeah. and 80-something-year-olds who had put in do not ventilate. They were redoing all of their directives yeah. because with everything they were reading, they thought, nah, if I get that bad, keep me comfortable, let me drift off. Yeah. Now, if I'm 92, I could see that. If I'm, uh, see, I'm doing the whole thing that I did with the dog. <laughs> if I'm, <laughs> I think if I'm 75, I'm like, No, I got a shot. Spend as much freaking money. I've been paying insurance
1: my whole life. Honey, empty the account. Yeah. Yeah. Drain the bank. Yeah. I can't take it with me.
2: (laughs) But generally, I'm not in favor of extraordinary measures.
1: Comedy comes from a very dark place.
3: (laughs) These days. Wow. I know. Uh, We can talk about something else, by by the way. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. I, I want to bring up something else. Did you say, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or on a regular broadcast, you were watching suddenly watching crime shows. Was that you, Bob? Did you mention that? Um, you started binge-watching some of the investigation uh, well, not the not.
2: Stuff. I can't stand television with commercials, so I no mm-hmm. longer watch anything, even though I know NCIS is good and CSIs and all of that. We started binge-watching a crime series and I've been watching lots of them. Yes. I've been watching mostly drug uh, Lords. Love that. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've now seen like four different series about the same drug lords, So you get them from various points of view. Uh, but uh, the one we just finished watching, and I think it's new. It's on Netflix. It's called unbelievable. And this is not going to be a big knee slapper either. When I tell you what it's about, <laughs> have you heard about it? <laughs> Unbelievable. I believe I've seen a preview. Okay. It's about um, a, a very young woman who is raped. And she's so shook up by it that she can't tell her story straight. And the police start to question her, oh, thinking right, she's making right, it up. Right, right, right. And I'm going to tell you, I was like, I thought, well, let's see. And watching it, I went, okay, this is fascinating. Uh, because we have this problem. It's one of those problems we have. And it was a, it's a short series. I think it's about eight episodes. When you say we, you mean Vermont? Uh, when I say we, I mean probably all of humanity. Okay. Uh, you know, because it, women don't get a fair shake on this. True. Uh, and, and what initially happens, of course, is that all the investigating police officers are men.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And even though they mean well, they just don't know how to, you know, make someone feel okay in that situation and ask a question that's not threatening. I mean, if you know, if this just happened to you, then a man is triggering a response in you too. I think. But it was it was a scary um, it was a scary thing to see. The show was very well done. And, um, oh, I, I, can't, I don't want to give it away.
1: Give it away, give it away, give it away, Bob.
2: But <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> um, the way they handled, well, first, the whole investigation. And if you're a CSI fan, which you are, Zip, right? CSI. And, and well, C- yeah, but I get more, yeah. I mean, just yeah. the the details of finding evidence and putting the pieces of puzzle together are one thing. But then, how they handle all of the people involved, and these two female detectives basically take the lead and do such good work that they are able to enlist the FBI. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's very well done. Uh, so yeah, I'm not typically a crime uh, show. I always thought crime shows were kind of depressing because they reminded me of how much crime there is.
3: Well, the thing, the point I wanted to bring up is, especially in these, you know, murder cases where a spouse arranges for their uh, their counterpart to be taken out. You know what I mean? Whatever the, the situation is. Is that what you call, genie your counterpart? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Well, when a spouse takes their spouse out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay. the point I was trying to make and is not that for dinner is f- what you're saying. Right. Frequently yeah. in these shows, and it kills me they basically lay the entire thing out how the cops finally caught them the evidence that they need to be able to file you know mm, take you a, like this, get a grand jury but when it goes to court how often the jury comes back with what obviously seems to be the wrong verdict mm. you know, just the fallibility of human nature and you know not paying attention to the evidence or just being swayed by the Way somebody looks, or you know, profiling of of a potential uh, defendant. You know what well, I mean. Life is about narratives, and um,
2: when you're in court and when you're a juror, you're being presented two different possible narratives. Yeah. Much like even politics on our TV. True that. And um, what's used to amaze me too. It doesn't startle me as much anymore. That you know, forty percent of people can see something so entirely different than what's obviously the truth to me. Yeah. And it's the same way for the other 40%
1: sees it exact. In other words, two sides of a coin. Have you ever seen the micro TED talk to that effect by any chance? No. What is it? It's really, really, very good. Well, he talks about his experience. You know, Dirty Jobs. He was the host of Dirty Jobs. Okay. He was oh, also oh, spo- Mike, Mike oh, Mike.
3: Oh, Mike. I thought you said Micro. Mike Rowe. Mike no, Mike. Rowe. Okay, right. I got you. I'll man. slow down next time for you.
1: Mike <laughs> <Thank> Rowe, you. <laughs> who is on Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Hey, a professional voice <laughs> right. talent. It is your job <laughs> to. Thanks for ridiculing. me. Yeah, hey, I'm ridiculing. sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so he says it's about your paradigm, and he was on a he was on a farm, and uh, he said you know, we've we, we got to go out and we've got to castrate sheep. He said, well, I'm not going to do that unless I do it the way that they tell you to do it at the veterinarian. So the veterinarian says, oh, yeah. Well, he says, well, the farmer says, all right, you can do it that way if you want. Feel free. I'll let you do it on the veterinarian way. So Mike proceeds to, to follow, watch this farmer do it the way that he does. It involves a rubber band and a very quick whoosh, and then off goes the sheep, frolicking in, into the the yard, basically. Yeah. Where and then Mike Rowe did it the approved, um, the humane society way, and he he wrapped it around the the um, the. the nads of the the sheep and the sheep the basically berries staggered, the berries the twig and berries of the sheep especially the berries and it just it wallowed around almost hit looking like it was drunk and it fell over and was clearly writhing in pain where, uh-huh. where the castrated you know the old-fashioned way she was just frolicking around the yard as if he was you know it was just another day so why is that that well that's because you get one narrative that seems very palatable and is probably good for fundraising oh, that is okay. that is you know put okay. out there and everybody I, buys in. I have experience with that in terms of animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. A
2: friend of mine in Washington state who is I think he's about almost 90 years old now and he's a beaver trapper. And um I've been at, called that yeah as (laughs) um he gets he gets their pelts though i don't think you do (laughs) do with that what you will he um he took me out on a beaver trapping (laughs) expedition one time uh, At least I knew it.
3: Better be careful the next time you go on Zoom, Ed. All that stuff on the wall is going to have to come down.
2: Listen, listen. Um, and so, and by the way, I'm not a hunter, so I I went out of quiet. you know curiosity of. All right, I'll wait for Beavis. No, or, no, no, I know. Okay. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: okay, The boys in the back done,
3: of the room or yeah, I have yeah.
2: a private well, joke. I'm making an <laughs> analogy to Ed's point, which will be so far in the rearview mirror by the time I get to
3: it. so <laughs> okay. sorry. Okay, no, go ahead. So yeah.
2: anyway, we go out, and at first he's being very secretive about where he puts his beaver traps and making sure no one sees us going into those parts of the river now if you understand anything about professional beaver trappers fish and game hires them to stop beaver dams from destroying uh, various lands uh farmers hire them for the same reason and they're also hired a lot because population is out of control and, and all their natural predators are gone right. because of the encro- encroachment of human beings so he much like many hunters is helping to balance the population and it's very heavily regulated. But the green folks lobby, the green lobby sees the cute little beaver being hunted as absolutely evil. Even if the beaver does tons of damage to natural habitat for other things, they don't care. And so he's showing me because the laws have changed that he has to use a live trap. And he can't, because in the old days, much like the castration procedure you just described, when the beaver is caught, it's instantly dispatched by the trap. Well, that, the Humane Society lobbied against that. That's so cruel. So instead... The beaver is caught and held live in a trap where it is tortured, tortured until he has to get there and do the thing that you do with a pistol, Boom. And, yeah. uh, and and he has to pop it, and he hates it, and he yeah. said this was caused by environmentalists, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get beaver trapping outlawed. Even the government and the fish and game wants to be able to control the population, but they could. Uh, make the traps sound horrible, and force beaver trappers to use traps that are less effective, less efficient, and um, and, and actually worse for the beavers. Mm-hmm.
1: So, well intentioned, and uh, but when yeah. it comes to practical application, totally ineffective. But that's
2: the thing: is we live in a we're a species, very tribal species with. We hung, hang around in our own echo chambers with our own narratives. And once we pick a side in some argument, yeah. then we buy and we have a bias towards whatever that side believes. And we're kind of, and this is part that I don't understand, or I, I see it, but we kind of close our minds to the other side. Mm. It's the same in sports. I mean, uh, if you oh, were... Yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of uh, what's a big that's rivalry, a the Red Sox and the Yankees, then you think the Yankees are evil.
1: Well, that's why fights break out in the stands for crying yeah. out loud. Two beers in, forget it. It's kind of nutty. Uh, Mention
2: baseball because I figure if we say we talk baseball on this podcast, some people <laughs> <will be> thirsty. <laughs> there you go. Might Unless enjoy. you're in Can Detroit. You, how is it that we're in a summer... Almost.
3: No sports. So far, no baseball. Nothing. Just crazy. Didn't I see July 4th as a potential Potential. start
2: date? They're talking about it. They can talk. And, you know, playing baseball with hardly any fans in the stadium is the direction they were headed in anyway.
1: Mm. (laughs) Especially here. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, it's not. I mean, it's not America's favorite pastime anymore. It's declining. Uh, I like do you it. Think,
1: but, do you think the strike had anything to do with that? Where nah, do you think, I think it all went
2: so terribly wrong? No, nah, I think it's the internet. I, I think
1: you have to and be it. honest how much the internet has changed our attention span. And especially now. Yeah. Don't you think this is a game changer once that teleworking is discovered by the masses and they see how much easier it is and how much money can be actually saved? The corporations can do away with their fancy suites. Well,
2: yeah, but that's different than the attention span thing I'm talking about. That is also going to happen. But in terms of attention span, a baseball game can go three, three and a half hours. Oh, they're incredibly long. And has no end in sight if it doesn't end naturally. And there so many commercials and so many, you know, kicking dirt and waiting and walking out to consult the pitcher on the mound yeah. and all of these things. And, you know, people don't even want to listen to an entire song anymore. No. You know, they skip around on streaming services. So I and
1: I just think I think baseball is dead in the water, actually. I don't know if wow. there'll be baseball in 100 years. And we used to think that soccer or football, as they call it over in Europe, was such a such a boring thing to us. You know that that was yeah. their national sport. Meanwhile, that's a fascinating sport to watch. Yeah, uh, it There's is getting so... more
2: popular as time goes on too. Younger oh, yeah. generation likes it. It's Big faster, time. but it man, sounds... we'll see. All right, uh, let's look at what else is going on today. So uh, I'm sorry I cut your Fauci short, but uh, Fauci did speak today. He, everybody was on Zoom, and he just warned about opening too early. Uh, Los Angeles. Says there, and my son lives there, says they're going to stay closed for sure till uh, well, all they, the schools. Yeah, I think the end yeah. of June. But they also said they won't open with classrooms hall. at uh, a, it was a Southern California University. SoCal. Uh, in the fall. That's right. So they're planning ahead. Well, they're going to open. It's just it's all going to be computer classes. Yes. Not in not in person classes. Right. And uh, meanwhile, Georgia is—you know—I don't know what they're doing, uh, but they're essentially mostly open. Different areas are different. Different people are different. I—I uh, I went into the hardware store today, and the hardware store employees had their masks on under their nose, just covering their mouth.
1: Oh yeah, which is a little like, as Stephen Colbert said, wearing wearing uh, wearing your mask. It's it's a little like putting a, a penis on your pinky, <laughs> or, or or putting a condom on your pinky. Sorry, I yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and Lisa has a cartoon that her
2: and her girlfriend shared. Um, I said, wearing your mask like this is like wearing your underwear like this. And it showed a guy with his BB- with his, with his underwear <laughs>
0: saw that, just
2: covering actually. his balls and his dick was hanging out the top. Did you see that?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. I think I saw it on her website and I, her, her Facebook page.
2: <laughs> I wanted to ask the guys, like, all right, are you protesting? Are you a proud Trump supporter saying I ref- the company's making me put on a mask? But I, you know, have the freedom to wear it however I want.
1: The Putz won't wear a mask. I'm at home. He's not wearing a mask.
3: (laughs) It's crazy. Fauci must have been hanging out with Regis. (laughs) Yeah. All
2: right. Let's look at what else is going on. You sent some stuff today, Uh, Ed. Let me find it.
3: Hey, real quick, just a quick throwback. Let me take an informal poll here. All right. How many of us are comfortable tossing a live lobster into a boiling pot of water? Uh, Not me. Me neither. Okay. Ed? Did we lose Ed? I
2: did. He's tossing a lobster in front of a pot of water. He wants to (laughs) show off. We We did lose Zip. Yes? Are you there? I believe we lost Ed. There go, there. Oh,
1: never mind. My bad. Or did he lose us? Oh, uh, I got you back. Okay, what happened? Okay. I don't know.
2: I have no idea. What's that? Hold on. I got to turn off my phone ringer. <laughs> oh, where was
1: I? <laughs> I feel like
2: a <laughs> like um, so many turtles just went into the tunnel. This happened to me once on a real radio show. Uh oh. And the general manager came in and he said, It's very unprofessional that your phone rang on the show.
1: And I thought about not, it. I'm the guy that raises mine and, and points to it at the beginning of every broadcast for The Room. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, put your phasers on stun, I always say. Well, I
2: thought about it, and I thought, yeah, well, I have a show and you don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you, Bob? It worked out
2: really well, actually, for another 10 years. No problem. Well, no. He was a GM who was like, all of a sudden he had a morning show. Uh And they hadn't, you know, had the ratings they wanted. And we were just starting to totally kill. And he sort of felt like, I think, and he was, by the way, a nice guy. We ended up working together just fine. But he just couldn't understand why you needed a morning show and you needed to pay them that much. He was just like, you know. And, and of course, it was always out of his hands. It always went to corporate in New York. And I, by the way, truth be told, agreed with him. And I was like, <laughs> no, seriously. I, I yeah, can tell this. I hear cool that. Out. I know. My yeah. agent would be like, I'm going to go in and ask for this much. I'm like, please, you're embarrassing me. That's not. And he would go, nah, shut up. That's yeah. my job. <laughs> That's his job. Uh, anyway, but I'll save the reminiscing for Spike and Joe. So, <laughs> although they <don't> <laughs> Yeah, that's a real upbeat moment. Once the spigot was flowing really nicely. Uh, Okay, so where things stand, Dr. Anthony Fauci, nation's top infectious disease expert, issued that stark warning to the Senate over the dangers of reopening the, uh, the country's economy too swiftly. Fauci said that in his appearance before the Committee on Health, Education, and Labor, he would caution against the danger of trying to open prematurely and it would cause needless suffering and death. That's what he said yesterday or the day before. But then when he testified, he used much softer language. Um,
1: Man, I, I say needless para- suffering and death if we, the country, open up too fast, <laughs> crash, all oh, my windows are broken home. Yeah. <laughs> not but, not, I'm not we're not gonna be well, Fauci, they're not as broke as the say economy.
2: Needless suffering and death, you said it could get bad or something like that. Like I a, said needless I know what I said, Bob. I said it. Yeah, but I that's said needless said suffering two and death. Days ago.
1: Oh yesterday. No, I said it yesterday.
2: Okay. Uh by the way, the coronavirus which has spread most quickly in high density urban settings is now declining in those urban settings. But if you remove the urban settings from the stats, it's still climbing everywhere else in the country. So uh, that's interesting. If you take away New York, like if you leave New York in, it looks like we flattened the curve. Yes. If you pretended New York was another country, which New York and California would probably love to be, (laughs) then middle America is not ready to reopen but who knows uh joe biden released a powerful television uh campaign ad today i forwarded it to you guys did you see it what did, i just got off the air and kept okay here uh, zip i did not yeah. I'm, I'm checking my email no longer be. spam you guys obviously <laughs> <laughs> no my wife is oh, always God. sending me stuff did you see the ad i sent you no so uh, it's, it's a very powerful ad in that it does that thing where it quotes a timeline of when things happened, which is going to be a tough, a tough road to hoe uh, to, to you know, try and say that we did a great job.
1: Yeah. Did you read the Rolling Stone article by any chance? It's called The Four People Responsible for the Pandemic? No. It's, it's quite good. I should send it to you. Wow. Yeah. Who are they? <laughs> I, I, can, I can grab the article, as a matter of fact, because I well, put it why should it I read out. the article if well, after the if article? I just, I'll tell be
0: just me. as stupid
1: as you. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you did, and you I did say that not with, send it. I said you, that with peace
2: and
3: love, by the way. You did not peace send and that. Love. I don't see it in my email. No? No. I, don't, I do no. not see it. You sent me something with the, the British doctor. That's what you sent me. Oh, I uh, well, I meant to send it.
1: And I don't have okay. it either, Bob. I looked. So.
2: Uh, well, we'll get that out later. All right, we should do one more thing. We teased this on our last podcast. Do you remember what it was?
1: We
0: were teasing on our podcast? Uh. A, <laughs> one of our
1: only fans
2: wrote a letter and said, you teased that you knew the Attorney General of Washington State. Oh, that's right. And he told right. you how to fix health care if you had a magic wand.
1: That's right. I remember you uh, doing that. And then you said, coming
2: up next time. Well, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to tell the story uh, correctly. And it's also a big, <laughs> big thing for everybody is health care. Uh, Absolutely. No matter which po- political party you belong to, uh, when uh, the other political party is in power you blame them for your insecurity about your health care. Think about that. Yep. If Republicans are in power, they're going to take it away and they're going to hurt us. Democrats are in power. They're going to spend too much and run us into financial ruin or they, you know, everything they did wrecked it and made it worse. So uh, no matter who's in power. And so, uh, During the passage of Obamacare, Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to have lunch with a very, very smart man who ran for governor at the time he was the attorney general of the state of Washington. His name is Rob McKenna. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the nicest, most intellectual, thoughtful uh, and, and emotionally honest Republican politician you will ever meet. Uh, and if I could if I could elect him president, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would vote the man and not the party, too. Yeah. And so uh, we're sitting there and we're having this lunch because, you know, I had a big radio show and he would come on the show from time to time. And he was doing, you know, the kind of stuff that attorney generals do. There's a scam calling people in your age demo and asking them for their social security number. Don't fall for this. <laughs> that would be yes. the premise on which we'd get him on the air. Mm-hmm. And then we'd try to get him to be human and real about politics, and uh, Lordy, he would. So he, he, he's a very special guy. That's all I all I can say to set him up. So I'm having this lunch with him because once in a while we would ask him out to lunch, and and I was always surprised, uh, and still would be, if someone smart was a fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Knocked me over with a feather. <laughs> you know what? He I'm can't be that smart if he's taking like, you to lunch, Bob.
2: Used i used to take your fan pain? phone calls from an auto parts store, and yes. I'm happy that I love those people, and I'm used to you know fans. Hey, of,
0: Bob, worry, it's me,
1: yes. Don, down to the auto parts store. Love your show, man. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do between the songs, but I love the songs.
2: Um, you know, once we took a phone call <laughs> from a guy who was a roofer. Yeah. and he uh, loved the show, and he was talking to us on the roof, and I was worried about that he might fall off, and uh, and his name was Johnny. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and we started talking, and, and he told us what he did for a living, uh, now is roofing, but that he used to be on Broadway, <laughs> and that he was in The Wiz, oh, and my. that before that he was a porn
3: star. And an out-of-work Cirque du Soleil performer. Um, (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Weak shot.
2: Sorry. (laughs) Just edit that one out. Um, No, no, I'm not editing anything. A new rule, I don't edit anything. Uh Uh-oh. Because Uh if I do that, then all the people I'm on with will figure it can be fixed later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So
2: he's on the roof. Yes. so this Johnny guy is calling us on the roof. And I'm going to get to healthcare in a minute.
0: Up on the roof.
2: But um, I said, You were a porn star? He goes, Yeah. He says, I was on a, one of the uh, classic uh, porn movies of all time. And I said, Really? So you want to know who he was?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Bated uh, breath, yes. The movie was called Behind the Green Door. Green Door. Mm. And he starred opposite Marilyn Chambers. who at John the time Holmes. I believe had a oh. fake driver's license that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: Uh, Marilyn Chambers? No, that was I think you're thinking of somebody else. No, I'm looking at no, I'm
3: reading the it from green like a door that's yeah. how I know. Okay,
2: never yeah. mind. Okay. Yeah, and so and, and he was a African American de- and it, so that's real. So I mean, I'm used to having fans from various <laughs> 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 walks of life. <laughs> So, and he became a friend Well, at
3: least he's hanging out a different shingle these days.
2: So uh, here I am sitting with the attorney general (laughs) state of Washington and we're talking about healthcare and he's a Republican and and I've been listening to all the news about, you know, Republicans saying this, Obamacare is going to be terrible. They didn't Mm -hmm. call it Obamacare, by the way. That was, that was later branding. Uh, And so I, I said, well, Rob, if you had a magic wand... And you could waive it and fix healthcare, what would you do? And there right was and a pause. A pause. Yes. Thank you. Both of us are narrating this. Um, and so he said, Well, the problem we have with healthcare, and I swore I already told this to you guys, but that's the good thing about senility. <laughs>
1: Bob hit his own Easter eggs this yeah.
2: year. He said the problem with health care <laughs> is that it's one of our largest expenses and we're completely disconnected from the cost. And we are. And he said the other problem, of course, is that it's highly regulated to not be efficient. Yes. Uh, he didn't say this, but largely because the industry writes the laws and the you know their lobbyists create the policies that yeah. ensure that the prices will keep going up and I mean, so yeah. he said what he would do is completely deregulate it and you would buy health care like you buy everything else uh when you On walk into McDonald's he said there's a reader board and right now it says fries big mac chicken sandwich but it could say mri you know um Appendectomy. (laughs) Uh, You could actually... Appendectomy. Yeah. yeah. And and like, if you want a a good mortgage, you go to that, what's that online mortgage place? And you get quotes from 18 different... Rocket mortgage? Yeah. So you could say, if you need something, you could shop around for the best price. And (laughs) the health industry would be forced to compete. There's no competition right now. In fact, when something expensive happens to you, you don't even ask what it's going to cost. No. Yeah, before you run that fancy, like I, when I had my migraine thing and I and it turned out probably be Lyme, I was like, my head hurts and I think I might have an aneurysm. And I'm like, they're like, well, maybe we should do an MRI. I'm like, yeah, that's a big fancy machine that costs billions <laughs> of dollars, right? It's about time yes. I got something back for all my healthcare uh, monthly premiums. So, and then later when you see the bill, wow, oh man, that we so getting hosed. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, what's yeah. the biggest? Do you ever look at your bills afterwards? Do you know what I, I, um, Bob? Actually, ask ahead of time. I say I pull the nurse aside and I say, "Look, we all know this game." I say, "Tell me what I really need," and she will take the clipboard and she will just stroke off two thirds of the uh, the items, and, she, and I say, "Thank you, I appreciate that." No kidding. Yep. Because I know that it's a scam. The whole damn thing's a scam. I've known doctors' sons and doctors' family members, and they, they will just tell you. The whole brick-and-mortar institution thing, and, and anybody that is a nurse or, or a caregiver will tell you, this is not health care, it's sick, sick care that they're doing. Mm. You know, they, I mean, they could do that. You don't need to have to go to a ra- waiting room for three hours to wait for a procedure that could be done, you know, by a traveling nurse to, for, to 800 people in a home at the same time in one day. They would rather you line up, and then they charge you three, five, fifteen $1, $1, hundred dollars for whatever your your days uh, procedures are. Can I do a flashback here for a second? Sure, go ahead.
2: Johnny Keys—that was that was his name, the porn star roofer guy. Okay. Uh, in fact, um, when they listed the credits for the movie, I'm just figuring we could make healthcare more interesting if we go back <laughs> and forth between healthcare and porn.
1: <laughs> Johnny Keys, never get
2: Chambers... a band together, Bob. <laughs> Marilyn Chambers starred. Johnny Keys. She was listed as Marilyn Chambers playing Gloria Saunders uh-huh. in the movie. Johnny Keys wasn't even listed as having a name. <laughs> he's listed the fl- as the Fluffer got a credit. Oh, where do you hear this? <laughs> and by the way, that's daring interracial. Yeah, oh, at, at the down. time, hell yeah, 1972, folks. Oh man, he's listed moved. as African Stud. <laughs> <laughs> and not then south Africans. Yeah, then not... there's porter the bouncer barry clark hank the cook and hotel clerk waitress and dudley you don't need a lot of people <laughs>
1: no <laughs> and
2: the grip has a whole nother meaning on yeah. a set yeah. or another. <laughs> so anyway uh so you know here i am sitting with this important guy realizing that i'm very lucky to be talking to him and and, and what he was saying was that you know this Healthcare act that they were doing was not going to make costs go down. It would certainly be expensive, which would of course it was. I mean costs continued to go up. God, yeah. Uh but I you know I cared about the humanitarian aspects. For example, pre-existing yeah. conditions. I thought it was mm-hmm. inhumanitarian of our country to it's screw right people on. over because they have mm-hmm. pre-existing conditions. And then I thought, you know, our children need to go to school longer and they can't afford health care because, you know, grandma and grandpa keep kicking the can down the road and they don't make enough money. So we got to keep our kids on our parents' plan, on their parents' plan. And those two things are loved, by the way, today by Republicans, by everybody. Uh, but they say, what it's not that that I hate. It's Obamacare. The fact that it you know w- was done during a Democratic administration. So he was basically saying, and this is why you would need a magic wand, mm-hmm. that in order to fix health care, it has to be a smaller business. Yes, much. It can't be one-sixth of the economy. And it is. Because if they have to compete, you know, salaries will go down. Boats will be dry docked. <laughs> Boats will be dry docked. <laughs> Vacation homes will be boarded up. Yeah, second, va- second homes and yeah. third
1: homes will be boarded up.
2: Yeah. And what's really interesting about this even now is anytime I talk healthcare with anybody, mm-hmm. like even if they're Democrat, if they have a family member who's a nurse or a doctor.
1: Yeah, gets her back up.
2: I, I have to keep in mind that I can't tell them this part of the story because yeah. you can't cut that part of the economy. So, you know, it's funny. It's like during the recession, there were parts of the country that were too big to fail. Yeah. Remember that insurance uh, AIG that took out all this risky insurance on risky stuff?
1: Out. It was bundled derivatives. I yeah. yeah. It had to be
2: bailed out or the whole economy would have collapsed. It and collapse. And so healthcare. And this is not Rob McKenna speaking. This is me trying to entertain my porn star friend, Roofing.
1: <laughs> and by entertain, I yeah. mean... Yes. But
2: healthcare has grown onto us the way that alien baby grew in that Sigourney <laughs> Weaver movie. That's good. Is there any way to get it out? No. <laughs>
3: not without
1: killing the host. That's right. So, I did a movie with her, by the way. What's that? I did a movie with Sigourney Weaver. Did you really? Yes. You? It was, it was called Prayers for Bobby, and I was the homophobic priest behind her. You weren't a white Canadian stud. You no. Were the homophobic priest. Yes. I, I don't know why they always cast me in those, those uh, religious roles, but they do. Wow. Yeah. How do you play, how do you prepare, I should say,
0: well, well, to play was, a homophobic it a very,
1: priest? It was a small part, and uh, my line was, uh, I had a, something with that Whitner. I said, around house, what was the, it was a, it was a really bad homophobic joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, around, in our church, oh, I can't remember the line. It's on my reel, Ed Kelly movie reel <laughs> on YouTube. Anyway, but I, I met, then Matt ran into her in the, at the SAG Awards, because I didn't get to talk to her, because the professional thing is not to bother people while they're on set. You don't do that. It's yeah. taboo. It's a verboten. And then when I saw the SAG words, I said, you, you may not remember me, but I was the homophobic priest behind you in yada yada scene. Mm-hmm. And I had cried on command in, in the secondary scene, it wasn't a speaking role, 14 times in a row, <laughs> which is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I left there drained. Like, but you did like, it. A, you were yeah, able, I, I did. don't know if I could fake tears. I'm not a crier. It's, it, it, it's, some actors can, some can't. That's why they have glycerin and all that other stuff. But, okay, um, so that does the trick. Yeah, that glycerin.
2: Actually, irritate your eye so it cries. I don't know. I've never used it. I, I think so. Yeah,
1: okay. it's kind of like a an irritant that is you pulled it off. It's yeah, it's amazing.
3: So how do you and do? How do you bring it on? I would think. I think honestly, we were talking about having to put a dog down. That's the saddest day of my life to date. Yeah.
1: Um, I, you know, there's, I have, I have enough pain in my life that I can draw on. <laughs> I think about taxes is what I do. No. Oh, no. Man, I like I the having to put a
2: dog down. I, I'll give you that. You could think about having to put a dog down or yeah. healthcare. Either of those <laughs> should probably work. <laughs> huh. uh, so a capper on the story about Johnny Keys. Mm-hmm. Johnny Keys performed on Broadway in The Wiz yes african stud in behind the green door the first interracial sex scene that launched the porn industry yeah. some for some reason someone was casting the whiz <laughs>
1: and <laughs> thought they had a premonition <laughs> and you know I'm, I know a guy that might be good for this and so he was now a, how is whiz spelled Bob? I,
2: so he did that so uh, this is a roofer a guy I met just like knowing yeah. that, like as much as it was cool to know the attorney general of the state of Washington knowing was this guy was also <laughs> fascinating and interesting Absolutely. And, um, and he was a sweet man you know I, I'm, by the time we met him I think he's in his 50s mm-hmm. and he'd had all this behind him and he had a wonderful outlook on life and he said he could sing and I thought wow
1: he didn't ask you to speak into the microphone day hey?
2: well I was doing a Christmas album at the time <laughs> and he
1: said did you credit him at least I did oh
2: no Johnny <laughs> okay. Keys is all over the album Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he sang a song because uh, I was looking for someone to sound like Louis Armstrong
1: I've heard that actually
2: and he said oh well that's I'm your man and you know when someone says I'm your man and he's a porn star for something that's really really difficult (laughs) that you expect to have to do like a massive search Hmm. you go well yeah so yeah let's do like a audition
1: (laughs) and how did that go well
2: we're gonna play it for you because we're just about out of time
0: He's so, jolly Santa so, jolly Christmas night, he's in his slit where he belongs, you're looking great, Santa lost some weight, Santa red cheeks glowing, ho ho ho, and you keep growing strong, I feel the roof shaking that whole house, quaking whenever you grab that sack of toys then slide on in so skip that nap santa kids are climbing on that lap santa Dolly old saint Nick's on his way It's Frosty Cat, right back safe again, so deck those trees, fellas, leave them out some milk and cheese, fellas, Jolly St. Nick is coming your way, Jolly St. Nick is riding the sleigh, Jolly St. Nick is on his way again.
3: And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip on 100FM, The Pike.